fiction is a clause. We did an episode for Pride Month, and this episode is a Q&A question and answer for the Pride episode. So the first question is, why should I do what the Bible says? And the answer to that is the Bible is meant to be a user guide for life, providing guidance, warnings, tips, and tricks to help you live a blessed and abundant life. Um for this entire Christian journey. But the Christian journey starts with faith. What is faith? Pastor Tony Evans describes it in the most perfect way. It's my favorite definition. He describes faith as acting like God is telling the truth. So how does our Christian journey start with faith, right? God is really big on choice, actually. Everyone is given free will. What is free will? The ability to decide if they're going to do something or not do something. And so, likewise, being pleasing to God's heart, following Jesus, all starts with the choice, right? Living our life in a way that God wants. It's all based on choice. And the very first choices that we need to make is we must choose to believe that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are real, right? That's the first choice. Do we even believe that there is a God? If yes, do we believe that Jesus exists and that he is God's son? If yes or no, you know, do we believe that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God and that it is available and freely given to everyone who believes in Jesus Christ? Do we believe these things? That is a question of choice. Are we choosing to say, yes, I believe that God is real and that he is king of kings, that he has power over everything? Do I believe that? Do I believe that Jesus is the son of God whom God sent to save the world? Do I believe that God sent the Holy Spirit to all who believe in Jesus, right? So that the Holy Spirit can be our guide to help us stay in line with what God wants. Do I believe that? That's the first choice. And the second choice is do I believe that the Bible, everything in the Bible, is inspired and breathed out by God? Do I believe what the Bible says is God's word? Or do I believe that it was corrupted? And people just put what they wanted to put in it. These are the first two big decisions that you must make when becoming a Christian. Now, if your answer is no to either of them, then none of this is for you. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why should you believe what the Bible says? Why should you do what it says? You shouldn't because you don't believe in God, Jesus, Holy, Holy Spirit, or you don't believe that the Bible is the actual word of God. So it doesn't make sense to do what it says, right? These are decisions that you have to make up front. But if your answer is yes and yes to those choices, then you should follow the Bible because it is God's instructions to you. It is telling you what God wants, what God thinks is right, what God says is a sin. So that you don't have to be confused, so that you don't have to figure it out by yourself, so that people won't lead you astray and tell you what they think is right or wrong, right? 
second question is, can I be a homosexual and be a believer? You can absolutely be a believer in God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost and be a homosexual. You can. You can also be a homosexual and make it into heaven. Because we are saved by faith alone, not by works. What does that mean? Believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that he died for your sins. Saves you from hell. But that can't be something like you say but don't really believe. Like God knows your heart, right? You can't lie to God. It has to be what you actually believe. If you actually believe that, then you're saved from your sins through the blood of Jesus Christ as God's grace and mercy on you. Because God has seen time and time and time again mankind messing up and failing, right? So that's the whole reason he sent Jesus Christ. Something to save us when we do sin, right? So you can absolutely be a believer and be a homosexual. You can be a homosexual and make it to heaven. But I would liken that experience to living in your parents' house and knowing they love you, but are displeased with your behavior. Think of how Adam and Eve felt when God showed up and they realized he knew they ate the fruit, right? That was uncomfortable. And if you love your parents, right? If you love God, if you love Jesus, if you love the Holy Spirit, knowing that they're displeased with you, should be very uncomfortable and it should make you want to fix it, right? It should make you want to do better. Like, what kind of person are you being if you're like, well, as long as I get to heaven, that's all I'm concerned about, right? What kind, like, who are you? You should always want to do your best and be your best, right? You should always want to be pleasing to God. So just because you can be a believer and be a homosexual, just because you can be a homosexual and make it to heaven, doesn't mean you should stop there. Doesn't mean you should be satisfied with that. Those who love God keep his commandments. Do you love God? And if you don't love God, why do you want to go to heaven in the first place, right? Ask yourself these things. Just because you can get away with it, should you? Or should you do better? So the next question is, what happens if I don't change? The answer to that that is God simply takes note of your decision, right? When we all get to judgment day, scripture tells us that he will go over our lives and he will ask us about the things that we've done and said, right? Well, if you do this, why'd you do that? Well, if you knew this, why did you say that? Why did you treat this person this way? Why did you sin within your own body, right? So God takes note because on judgment day, we will have to answer for ourselves and everything that we did, right? And when you don't know something, it can still affect you. But when you do know about a thing, not only can it affect you, but you are completely responsible for what comes from your actions. Like I said, we will... Day of judgment will come for everyone. And when we know what God has said and we chose to do something different, 
How do you think God's going to respond to that? When you willfully disobey God, he counts that as your rejection of him, right? So while we're still in this life and we're willfully disobeying God, he counts that as us rejecting him, pushing him away. So he steps back. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us. If we push him away, he's going to say, okay, I'm going to step back then. And when he steps back, his blessings and protections and provision and power that you enjoyed as a believer and qualify for when you were in God's presence and in his will, it's now left wide open to attack now that he stepped back because of your rejection. He didn't just step back on his own. You pushed him back, right? And the only way to write this change in relationship with God, the only way to bring him back closer to you, to pull him back to you, right? Because if you can push him away, you can pull him back to you, right? The only way to pull God back to you after you rejected him is to truthfully repent. What does repent mean? It means to stop and go the other way. What does that mean? It means to stop doing what is out of the will of God, what God does not want you to do. Stop doing that. Turn completely around and start doing what God wants you to do. Truthfully repent. Change your ways and pray to God for forgiveness for what you did do that was not his will. That's how you bring God back. Until you do that, he doesn't come back. If you change your ways and never ask for forgiveness, he doesn't come back. You have to confess what you did. You have to demonstrate to God that you know what you did wrong. That's like when people be like, I'm sorry. You sorry for what? What are you sorry for? Tell me what you're sorry for. You have to tell God what you did wrong. So he is. he knows that you're aware of how you were out of his will, right? God, I'm sorry that I lied on so-and-so. God, I'm sorry that I was angry and acted out. God, I'm sorry that I slept with X, Y, and Z. God, I'm sorry that you have to tell him, tell him, tell him, what are you sorry for? What do you want his forgiveness about? And he will simply say, you are forgiven, and he will come back. How simple is that, people? It's much harder to try to lie and hide from God what your sins are. You can't really. So you're just going through the motions for no reason. But how crazy is that to just sit there and be left open for attack because you don't want to say with your mouth what you chose to do? Hmm. Doesn't seem wise. And finally, the last question is, how do I become a believer if I'm not already one? And the answer, the first step is to confess out loud with your own mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And to believe that, to believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior in your heart. That is how you become a believer. That is how you are saved by Jesus' sacrifice of his life. That's how you make it into heaven, even though you're out here doing crazy stuff. But that's not, you shouldn't be your goal, right? That's not right. It shouldn't be your goal. You shouldn't become a believer because you just you, all you want to do is make it into heaven, right? But that is how you become a believer. And from there, make an effort to read the Bible every day. It might just be one verse. And that don't take much effort at all. Reading one verse takes not a ton of effort, right? 
but read your Bible every day so that you can follow God's user guide for your life. And so that you won't be tricked and fooled and deceived. The Bible says, for a lack of of knowledge, my people perish. What? Because they don't know, they die is what that means. Because they don't know what? They don't know what the Bible says. People die because they don't know what the Bible says. They have the ability to read, but they don't read. And so stuff takes them out. Right? Read your Bible every day so that pastors can't deceive you, so that your friends and family can't deceive you, so Satan can't deceive you, so demons can't deceive you. Read your Bible so that news and the government can't deceive you. Read your Bible every day. It's for your own benefit. God already knows what it says, right? And guess what? The people who who are out to get you, nine times out of ten, they know what it says too. <laughs> now you nine times out of ten, you're the one in the dark, not them. The devil knows scripture. He can quote scripture. So it's you're the one that's the one unarmed with knowledge, right? Read your Bible every day. The Bible is available online. It's a phone app in book form. You can access it from any place. You can access it from anywhere. And in any situation, you could just bust out your phone in the middle of an argument if you need to. What does God think about this? What am I supposed to say to this person? You can get online at work when they're getting on your nerves. God, how am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed to handle this? What is the Christian thing to do here? And that is not only how you become a believer. Believers simply believing in Jesus Christ, that he is your Lord and Savior, and, and confessing it with your mouth. But it's also how you become a follower of God's word. And what is a follower? It is doing the will of God. Not just hearing about it. Not just knowing about it. It's being a believer that does what the Bible says to do. All right. Speaking the truth in love. Always signing off for today. It's not a contradiction. It's a clause.